<laughs> Got you. Oh, you are terrible at this game. You're a noob. Man, shut up. You play like a limp hand lizard, baby. What the fuck did you say? That's how you play the game, like an infant reptile. Are they the insults you're pulling out? That's a, that's harsh. They don't have any thumbs. Grow up. We don't have time for this. Here's the show. Yo, 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 welcome back to Housewarming. We are live from our bedroom. My name's Nat Demina. My name's Marty Smiley. It, it is pre-recorded, but it's live for us. We don't do no other takes. It's just we're one-shot wonders, baby. That's this right. This is for a generation of renters who are absolutely frustrated with the situation we find ourselves in. Amen, brother. Amen. This we're trying. This is where we be. And so we're a safe space for the stories that come out of this living situation we find ourselves in. And there in. has been plenty of stories. There has been. One that has occurred in my own life this week now. Really? You I've been share? called out, my man. Oh, damn. By who? I've been called out by my girlfriend. Okay. All right. So this is going to be personal. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a little personal. <laughs> I was doing a routine sheet change okay. last week. Can um, I just ask, how often are you doing this? Once how, a month. Once a month, a sheet change? Is that? And how, is there a sheet change and there's a sheet wash? How often are the washes? No, that's the same. I do it all in. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you do? Do you do fortnightly? I've got, I've got three separate sheets. I have two. Like, I just interchange them once a month. Right, okay. I hate changing sheets. It takes ages. Like, as a human being, it's one of my least favorite tasks like how you might have a the right method i've never asked anyone was never taught never got taught in high schools why isn't that on the curriculum are you serious i grab the doona like i put my left hand on one corner and my right hand on the other and then i climb into the quilt cover my girlfriend she saw this happening <laughs> and she just goes it's over <laughs> she 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 at first she's like what are you doing <laughs> but then the second thing she said was when was the last time you watched this? As in the Duna, the quilt. And I was like, oh, I never really thought about it. But I was kind of thinking back and I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. Like, I've actually had this since I lived at home with mum and dad. Like, yo, you're kidding. Like, I've had it since I was in no. primary school. No, <laughs> no, no. Like, when I left home, mum gave me a bunch of stuff. Like, I just got some sheets. I do the stuff that I had in my room when I, where I was growing up. And then I realized, like, like you can see it here on my bed. I yeah, I could see it. It's like a floral. It's like a 90s design. It's ugly as hell. <laughs> I, <laughs> Just, it's kind of like a maroon and greenish and beige. Yeah, it's the, yeah like none of those floral. colors, even hearing it, they don't sound good together. <laughs> Marty, do you realize you've held on to your safety blanket from when you were a kid? This is your safety blanket. How long is that? That's like... It's over two decades. That's way... <laughs> <laughs> That's so nasty. That is so nasty. Anyway, I admit this. Uh-huh. And my girlfriend's just, like, absolutely shocked and more disgusted in me. I would be. <laughs> then her second question was, when was the last time you washed this? Uh-huh. And I was like, hmm. I don't know. Like, have... 
Have I washed it? Oh, no. When? <laughs> oh, no. Like, I can't quite recollect. Like, I don't think. I haven't washed them. Oh, my skin is crawling. Honestly, I thought you put a different sheet on it. That becomes the layer. Why would you need <laughs> to wash the actual doona? <laughs> Why would you wash the, the doona? It's, co- it's got a covering on it. <laughs> Dude, shit seeps through. <laughs> yeah, but then you cover it with a new thing. <laughs> it's like a, it's like I go over to my auntie's place. She's always got like plastic <laughs> on the couch. You know? <laughs> the couch is fine. It's not plastic. It's fabric. <laughs> it's got holes in it. Like sweat, shit goes through and goes into the doona. Bro, I got rage forwarded an article. That week, and oh, no. the article headline read, it's in The Guardian, it says, how to clean your bed. A quote said, men be treating their bed sheets like a cast iron pan. <laughs> 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 I didn't know you washed like those things. Like now that I know you can just put it in the washing machine, I'll just put it in the washing machine. I thought it was like a dry cleaner thing. I don't know. Do you get someone into your house to do it? Is there a service? Yeah, but even if you thought it was a dry cleaner thing, you still didn't take it to the dry cleaner. (laughs) (laughs) All of these things are like expensive. Like getting a new doona is expensive. Going to a dry cleaner is expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Even just changing. Yeah, maintaining your eczema is also expensive. Yeah, (laughs) I know. It actually is. So, yeah, I've, that's now what I've got to do. I've been shamed. And have you done it? I haven't done it yet, but <laughs> the guilt I'm feeling is has grown enormously. So I've got to head to a bloody bed, bath, and table. That's it, yeah. That's, uh, beyond, uh, yeah. yeah. No, bed, no, bath, and beyond. I've Australian's got to go. Australian's version is called bed, bath, and table. Okay, that's weird, isn't it? That's so it? weird, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for your table needs. Beds, bath, and hey. We've got some tables here. We have some extra bit of wood and we thought, why not? <laughs> Bring it all together. So I've got to, yeah, I've got to do a trip to the mall. Yeah. But uh, like, I've got to save some money first. So we're still trying to make our rent. Well, Marty, what's There's too important? many chores as well. It's one extra thing. It's look, what's important to you? Is it making rent or is it keeping your girlfriend? Because that's what it that's has the question actually come to that. It's pretty much an ultimatum. I get new sheets or she's not going to come over. Fair enough. But hey, speaking of coming over, we have a guest joining us very shortly. Let's get to the guest. Our guest today is a very good friend of ours. I've worked with him. You've worked with him. Mm -hmm. It is, of course, Cameron James. He's a stand-up comic, a comedy writer. You might have seen him on TV, on SBS, or the ABC. He grew up in Newcastle, uh, a town, a regional town famous for the epic 90s band Silverchair. Mm -hmm. Also famous for a rugby league team called the Knights. Up the Knights. Anything else? I think it might have quite possibly the world's biggest KFC. Fact? Facts. Okay. Big facts. Another fact, Cam is also quite musical himself. Uh, he was in a band before he got into comedy. He's also been in a relationship for quite a long time. So he's officially been the couple in a share house. Uh, and that does present its own sort of problems. It can. He also, dude, told me last week that he's a pet owner now. Which presents its challenges too. Like, get the wrong pet, or you have to look after that pet. It can be an absolute pain for other housemates. So, on today's episode, we're going to find out whether Cam James fits the profile 
of a neighbour with an annoying dog that never stops yapping. Hey, he's here now. Sweet! Hello. Just kidding. Oh, it's you. It's Cam me. James, I guess. How's it going? How's it going? Thanks oh, yeah. for having me. Very well. I bought you a housewarming present. Oh. It's a song. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, is okay. that traditional or? No. I mean, it's not traditional, but we love it all Great. the same. All right, do you want me to give yeah. it to you here? You know or? what? Do it right now. Yeah. You hold the lyrics? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Can you hold it up? Because right. I wrote it this morning. Um, okay. Excellent. I found this guitar outside, by the way. Marty and Nat, Nat and Marty, thanks for having me at your housewarming party. I'm sorry that I didn't bring a present, but I'm giving you this gift of content. Yes, I'm giving you some internet content. <laughs> thank you so much. Wow, oh, thank you so God. much. Thank you. Thank what a God. present. Thank you. Yeah, I forgot to get something on the way here. So yeah. I, wrote, I wrote this in the Uber. Worth it. Thank you. Man. Awesome. Should we get started? <laughs> let's, let's get started. Welcome to the show, Cam James. Thank you so much for having me, guys. So, Cam, you grew up in Newcastle, right? Yeah, regional city. The only times I came to Sydney when I was younger, I would just come to Circular Quay or, you know, like the Harbour Bridge Opera House. And same with Melbourne. It's just you go to the CBD and you just assume that all these other cities are just gigantic skyscraper-filled places. And then it's not until you move to one of them that you realise that they're mostly suburbs, which yeah. is kind of what Newcastle yeah. was. Yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. like the outer Sydney, basically, is what it felt like. And straight out of school, you wanted to be a rock star. I came from the same town as Silverchair mm. and that was, that looms like, that's a fucking heavy crown for any <laughs> <laughs> white boy <laughs> to wear when you're a young white kid in the town of Silverchair, you go, well, I got to carry the mantle. Like yeah. they, they, Silverchair are passing the torch on to me to be the next generation. So basically you saw Daniel Johns do it. So yeah. you're like, I've, I can do like, it too. Well, I have to do it. That's the career path in Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can work at the VHP steel mill or you can go into the rock star racket. Or the world's biggest KFC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what, what you're into. Uh, yeah, man. I God, I loved Silverchair. You kind of had to. Even though I was – they were a bit before my time, but they were still like the the Newcastle band that everyone mm. talked about. And so I so loved So did them. you do the classic thing of – Moving in with your band or like some bandmates? I moved in with a bandmate, right. my drummer. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't move in with the full band, which I think, thank God, because that just would have been, you already sort of spend way too much time with each other when yeah. you're in a band with someone. Because we'd gone through school together and we were in all the same classes at school and we would rehearse after school together. And you kind of like... A rela it's a relationship with these people. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, to live with them, I think, yeah, living with one of them was already hard enough because there's just no escape. It's like band practice is over, sick, all right, see you on the lounge. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when The Simpsons is on or whatever. Or if they're late to practice, like, you know where yeah. they are. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I know you're up to 4 a.m. Yeah. Like, I saw you. Yeah, you just go knock on their door. Hey, man, I know. I don't know if you remember, but we agreed that we're all going to be – we're actually all out here. Yeah. You could probably hear us, but we have been practicing without you. And it's, you are the drummer. In yeah, the band. you're actually kind of integral to the band. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no, we did that. Um, yeah, obviously, like a lot of young people in uh, young white kids who learnt guitar when they were young, um, <laughs> I wanted to be in a band and took it so seriously, probably too seriously so for paint, what we were. Paint the picture of your first share house in Newcastle because I mean, mm. how far are you moving out of your parents' home? Yeah. Oh, it feels like a world away, but in reality, it's seven minutes up the road. Oh my god. Mm. Yeah. But you're like, this is, I'm in another suburb. I'm in Lambton now, you know, like I'm so far away. <laughs> I'm so far away from my parents and they can't reach me. They have no idea where I am at any given time. Also really felt like a big leap. Yeah, but you can really, if you really do the maths on it, it's like seven turns away from my parents' <laughs> house. It's like right, left, right, straight for a bit, left again, left again. Into what did the you tell them? You're like, look, I've, I'm taking a pretty... Big move here. Um, <laughs> I've got to sit you down and talk you through this, but um, I'm moving to Lampton. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm only moving. seven minutes on GPS, yeah. Mom. <laughs> I'm moving four suburbs over. I'm sorry you won't be seeing me for the next couple of years, I guess. So I'll, <laughs> I'll try and come back for Christmas. <laughs> I mean, it was like, you know, I didn't ever think I was going to leave. I, okay, so I, I wanted to leave Newcastle with the band, our plan was that we were going to try and move to the UK and like do that whole thing. Skip becoming big in your own yeah, city. Yeah, and just go right. straight to the United Kingdom. It's and like become... you'd seen volume three of Daniel Johns's biography, <laughs> but skipped the first few yeah, Kind of, kind of. You're like, no, we don't need to become famous here. What we need to do is go to London, get big on the London circuit, get signed by a label. Like this is all just shit that I, we don't even know. I don't even know what these words mean, but I'm like, yeah, we got to get signed. Oh yeah. When you're just a young kid and you just got all these big dreams and you're like, yeah, hey, of course everything will work out. Nothing's yeah. ever going to we'll go We'll just go wrong. to London. Yeah. It'll be easy. That was the plan to go straight to London, but first stop, move a couple of suburbs down, get used to being out of home. Yeah. Um, and How was that? How was that first kind of share house experience? I mean, it was so scary because I didn't really have any income at all. And that was the big mm. freaky thing at the at that age of being like, how will I be able to afford this? <laughs> and I could, but I just couldn't afford anything else. I yeah. couldn't afford like food or um, any yeah. anything. I couldn't, aff- I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't do anything. Because what I was doing for a job, I had a couple of jobs. I was working as a bartender at the Newcastle race course, the racetrack. Um, wow. Yeah, pretty sick. I got, uh, I started in the main bar, then I worked my way up to VIP room. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that Easy was Easy way to get awesome. gigs if you, if they ever needed. <laughs> <laughs> I was always putting myself forward being like, hey, if you guys need a musician, I've got. Yeah. Uh, I actually know <laughs> someone who may be me. <laughs> he might be right under your nose this whole time and he might be. He might be a secret talent that this town hasn't discovered yet. And this could be his big break in the VIP room yeah. at the Newcastle racetrack. Nice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, had no money, couldn't really eat much. We were living in filth. I was just like my main memories of that time were just constantly eating over the sink or over the fridge, uh, sorry, over the bin. Right. Like I'd just like get a can of tuna and some crackers and just kind of stand over the bin and like oh eat God. eat tuna with crackers over the bin. <laughs> so 
Because in my head, I'm like, no, this is, this makes sense. I don't, if I leave crumbs, they're just going straight into the bins. Um, you <laughs> were you a lot of groupies coming through that house? You know, after the <sighs> gigs, they want to. You wish get you to wish. know Cam James. I very quickly uh, started dating my now wife. Right. Very quickly, I did the right thing. Yeah. You know, start a band and then marry the first groupie. <laughs> 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 the first person who's slightly interested be like, all right, I'm locking this down. Yes. I don't want to fuck around with anyone else. This yeah. is it. That's smart. We started dating very quickly. So okay. we were, uh, and she was still living with her parents. Okay. So yeah, so our what, place did, was did, a sanctuary of privacy, but it was also uh, utterly disgusting and vile and she kind of hated being there. Yeah. So you then become the couple in a share house. Is that what happened? <laughs> we never, we, she never moved in, but okay. she, we, it could have easily gone down that path. There was a lot of us hanging out there yeah, and probably looking back on it, ruining the vibe of the other three guys that lived in that house. <laughs> yeah. So she didn't officially move in. No. She was just like the unofficial. Which is worse, isn't it? There. And there's just someone always there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah. And they're not contributing financially. Well, yeah. <laughs> we, we had a friend who... Like they were living together as a couple mm. in a share house, but they were only paying as a single unit for utility bills. Oh, okay. Which, as right. if it's like you don't pay per person, you pay per room. As if yeah. those same people aren't separate who use appliances separately. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, Using different amounts of electricity. Yeah, and, yeah that doesn't make any sense. Um, That's where it gets very confusing in the whole share house world is how do we divvy up the amenities and mm-hmm. the electricity yeah. and all that shit. It caused a lot of division. Oh, and we had it in our Newcastle share house. It was like one guy was like, I'm just going to pay for the internet. And at yeah. the time we are like, that makes sense. That's like a fair trade. He'll mm. pay for the internet. We'll pay for other stuff. And then you look back and go, he was paying like 12 bucks a month or something. And we were paying like, Obscene amounts of water bills and electricity. <laughs> we just valued the internet way higher than water and, <laughs> and power, I guess. I feel like couples get a bad rap. Like when you yeah. go into like real estate Facebook pages of people who are looking for rooms, mm. as soon as mm. they say we're a couple, sometimes they say no sponsors. No couple. Yeah, sometimes mm. they say no, no couples, couples allowed. Sorry, they might do like brackets, sorry. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, and fair enough. So we never officially were a couple in that share house, but we moved, when we moved to Sydney a couple of years later, we were with another couple that we had known oh. from Newcastle. Double couple. Yeah. We weren't like great mates with them, but we were like, you're moving, we're moving, let's get a place together. And we did. Yeah. And very quickly it turned into the it, like a fucking Mexican standoff. It was just like. The last scene of every Tarantino movie where everyone's got a gun on each other, but the guns keep moving to different people yeah. and the, it's constant tension <laughs> and like, you don't know who's going to pull the trigger first. Cause she, uh, lovely person. I'm saying <laughs> before I insult. That's what we call them. a compliment sandwich. <laughs> so, yeah. Love her to death. <laughs> Love but, her to death. But, but here's what I hate about her. She would like, she always wanted them to hang out in their room, never wanted to come down into the common zone. But he was very much, I want to be in the common zone. So there was often just times where I'd be downstairs hanging with him and then she would come down the stairs and just stand like halfway down the staircase and just kind of be like, what are you doing? Oh. Come up. 
<laughs> oh, I'm going to start the show. We're watching Breaking Bad. Like it was always Breaking Bad or something. I'm starting the episode and him, like, and him just being like, yeah, 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 I'll be up in a sec. And then me just kind of just in their tension, oh. just living in their tension and never really being able to comment on it or say anything. It was bad. Um, <laughs> but we, we brought you in today to talk about a common share house dilemma. Mm. Do you take pets? Right. You know, moving into yep. a place and finding out whether uh, your housemates are cool with mm-hmm. pet ownership, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether your landlord's yeah. cool with it. Mm-hmm. Are you that neighbor that has an annoying yapping dog right now? I'm not. Okay. So I've got a six-month-old puppy. Oh. Um, she does not bark. She's very good. Okay. But yes. it's a roll of the dice. It's right. a huge roll of the dice mm. because I've lived next door to people that have had yapping dogs that didn't shut up. Right. And I, you know, it was, it's a risk. What do you, what do you got? You got one of those trendy dogs at the moment? You got a Groodle or something like that? Come on, man. You know I've got a Groodle. Don't, <laughs> don't throw me under the bus like that. I got it because, she, you know, she's not, she's hy- she's non-hypoallergenic and I've got asthma. And I thought I got to get something that's good for my asthma, but also it's pet ownership for people who don't really want to have all the things that are bad about having a pet. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> like she shedding still, hair. She still shits. She sheds a little bit. She's still a, a living thing. I've got to look after. Okay. But yeah. yes, I, whenever people ask what breed of dog is it, I always say golden retriever crossed with a poodle, <laughs> <laughs> instead of just saying groodle. They do the math in yeah. their head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I say yeah. cross with a poodle real quiet and real quick. Yeah, because of a poodle. Uh, golden retriever cross with a poodle. Cross with a poodle. <laughs> yeah, nice. How's she, that going? How's, she's, how's... Oh, she's great. It's awesome. I've always wanted, I had a dog when I was a kid. I've mm. always wanted another dog. I've never lived in a place that's let me have a dog. Got it. Um, And I probably also couldn't have afforded one as well. Yeah. But, was it so, easy to get the, your house was fine with this it? This one was, uh, we tried in our last place and our landlord was very anti-dog. He was like, no, absolutely no pets. And I went to him like privately too and was like, hey. um, Let me level with you. Let me tell you something, <laughs> a little thing or two about anxiety. And some people need a pet for anxiety, which was a stretch of the truth. But I thought if I go in there with the anxiety angle, there's no way he'll say no. He still said no. He was like, absolutely no pets, which was crazy because he had a fucking dog. Like he had a staffy and they lived upstairs from us. Oh God. So I could just always hear their staffy like barking and running around and shit. And I'm like, how's this fair? I just get to hear the dog. I'm, I get all the bad parts yeah. of it. I just hear the barking and the running around, but I don't get to pat it and cuddle it and all that Brutal. stuff. Really bad. But anyway, we've, we've got one now in our new place, but I have lived in many places that have had animals that weren't mine okay <laughs> yeah i've had right i've had pets by association yeah which i think is i prefer that really i mean we at our last place that me and marty had we had a little cat named Benoffi. yeah um, and actually a joy yeah actually, although yeah. took hard love didn't like soft love which was uh-huh. yeah it was a street cat Okay, yeah, right, reformed right, right. street cat. Reformed street cat yeah. who now lived indoors. Yeah, and really yeah. liked a hard pat, like uh, like a hit. I I would or I would be like on the couch trying to pet it and stroke it, and it would just like run away. And then Hates the, the owner would come home, and mm. we'd just like grab it and just like have it in a chokehold, and the cat would just be like <laughs> loving it, <laughs> just fucking having a great old. Time. Really paints a picture, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's like carrying it with like one leg, just like dangling it around. Yeah. Just like, I'm having the time of my it. life. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, man, some of them are rough. My, my, my wife, she had a cat when we were dating. Um, so I never lived with it, but yeah. it would like, when I went around to her place and stuff, her mm. parents' place, it was always there. It hated me. Mm. Very violent little oh, creature. Yeah. Didn't like me. Mm. I apparently got territorial about boys. That's what's funny about cats. They are like, they think like humans. Yeah. Like, they've I'm like, got dude, personalities. you can't fuck her. Like <laughs> I'm, can't, what do you, why is this even a, why this are you no jealous? It's not a competition, man. You're her pet. You're a cat. She's not going to hook up with you. Okay. <laughs> Get it out of your head. Get it out of your head, man. Um, my first share house, the uh, owl, one of my buddies, owl, had a bird. Mm. And I, no, I'm not a big bird guy. Do you guys like birds? Mm. I used mm. to have two budgies. Yeah. Two little budgerigars. Family pets? Uh, no, just like a... a Kind of by association that I adopted as part of my own pets when I moved into this house that had the two birds. Mm. They're named Butters and Shmoo. And I think I know those birds. Yes, you know those birds. I do know. I have a story about those birds, actually. <laughs> did, that you? Was, did you live with those? With them? For a little yeah, while, right. yeah. But uh, yeah. This is so in Perth. This is context. in Perth. This was back in Perth. And Shmoo was accidentally stepped on <sighs> and her smooshed. <laughs> <laughs> Surely someone said that at the time, no? <laughs> I was there for the taking. Uh, um, and Shmoo was just never the same again. She, she used to be the happiest bird and she got stepped on and she was never the same again. These, yeah. these two birds that you're talking about, when I was, because um, this is a comedian's birds. Right. We, we don't want to name names. No. Yeah, okay. But um, when I went to Perth, one of the first or second times that I went over there to do comedy, I stayed at that house before Nat lived there. Mm. Um, and the birds would just like roam free. I don't know if they did that when you lived there. They yeah, weren't yeah. caged. You just had to make sure the doors and uncaged. stuff were low okay, so yeah. they couldn't fly out. But yeah. yeah, the birds were just like. Just everywhere. flying around the house and like whatever. Sometimes they'd swoop you and stuff, especially butters, this aggressive male one. And I had a real low point at one point because I'm a poor comedian. I'm tra- trying to travel the country doing gigs. And uh, I had like very little money, but one night I got a little bit of money from a gig and I was like, I'm going to treat myself and buy myself like a nice, like a McDonald's meal. Like to me, that's nice. <laughs> like an Angus burger or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> Get one of the nice gourmet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Off the yeah. gourmet menu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Angus clubhouse. The you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got it and I walked back to the house and I sat down in the lounge and like got the Angus, unwrapped the Angus burger and like laid the chips out and it was all perfect. And I, I, as I was bringing the Angus burger up to my mouth, Butters swooped me. I freaked out and dropped the burger and it just like went all over the floor, <laughs> fully came apart like a jigsaw, just meat, lettuce, everything scattered all over the floor, which by the way was covered in bird seed because they just, they kept <laughs> oh, knocking over their is, bird seed and yeah, stuff. Not a good vibe. And it was a real low point in my life. I remember just kind of sitting there staring at my scattered Angus that I'd like could barely afford. And just sort of not crying, but like just yep. before crying where yep. you're like, I, I w- wish I was crying right now. Yeah. Truly. Like, I think that's why I'm not a huge bird fan. I got traumatized from the, those particular birds. 
the one in Newcastle was fine in comparison because it was always in a cage and the cage just stank and it squawked and stuff. But these free flying birds in a house swooping you. Well, Cam, we actually reached out to our housewarming listeners this week and asked them, pets, good idea, bad idea. What are their thoughts? And we have Annie on the line. Annie, what's your verdict? So me and my friends were out one Friday night at the Croft. This is back in 2011 when it was still a bit of a circus, still a bit of fun. Um, <laughs> fond we memories. We came home, fond memories. So I came home and we were off chops. Like we were going out four times a week um, in 2011. So we were, it was our peak. And um, <laughs> I come home, open the door, we go up stairs to my room. Stelly's had a few drinks. We open the door and there's a nice big steaming dog shit on my pillow in my bed. From what animal? I do not know because I was unaware that there was a King Charles Cocker Spaniel living for months secretly in my the, the housemate I lived with. In the bedroom next door. Oh. Like I, I knew there was a smell <laughs> and I knew there was like a bit of a musky smell and there was sometimes a little bit of, you know, yaps crying, but I just didn't put two, two and two together. <laughs> what did you think was going on in that room then? <laughs> oh, everything. She was she was quite a funny one. She was someone I found um, on like a housemate kind of Facebook, early days Facebook thing from Coft Harbour. Uh, and I go into the room and there's this fat, huge cocker spaniel lying there panting with like a brown glaze over its eyes like it had been there for months because it had. <laughs> it, was, it, was just, it was waiting for that <laughs> moment that it could so, run into your room and drop one. But so, it gets worse. Oh, okay. It gets a lot worse. Ow. So my Ow. friend, Billy, doesn't have any patience whatsoever. You've got the patience of a a little whippet on a cold night. So she goes into the bedroom, pulls Sammy out of her bed, drags Sammy into my room and then puts her face in the... No. (laughs) No. No. No, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. Hang on, but that doesn't that create a... That smushes it into your bed. Yeah, yeah, that gets it yeah. deeper into the cotton. Oh, I think the plan was for her to get a new pillow regardless. I don't <laughs> right, think yeah. <laughs> There's no salvaging. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what did you do after? Like, did, you made her clean it up, right? Well, I said, because, you know, when you're 20 years old, you just, you're very lenient. You're like, look, I love dogs, but you've got to get this dog, you know, you've got to take it for a walk and things like that. And she looked dead into my eyes and she said, nah, this dog just likes to kill. <laughs> Oh, no. Our landlord lived downstairs and caught on that there was this dog um, weeing and pooing around the house. <laughs> so Sammy fled out of, like, nowhere one day, and then the landlord knocks on my door and says, hey, mate, have you seen Sammy? Because she hasn't paid 10 weeks rent. Oh. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. I thought not doing the dishes were was bad, but this was really bad. So I had, we had to pay for it, the other housemates, and we've never seen Sammy again. Wow. What about the dog? Have you ever seen the dog again? Uh, no, but whenever I see a King Charles Cocker Spaniel or whatever you call, no, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Annie. We really appreciate your call. And um, no worries. best of luck to you and hope that never happens to you again. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know how you not notice a dog living next door to you. It's that's probably the funniest part of the story. Yeah, I, I guess that. she did start the story by saying, "So we were getting fucked up four nights a week." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow I didn't notice. I didn't notice the yapping. <laughs> there was a dog in the house. <laughs> Thank you very much for that, Annie. And if you would like to contribute to the show, if you have any stories you want to share with us, you can join our Facebook group and mm-hmm. post your stuff there. That's if- where it goes down. Like a lot of people submitting different stories, answering questions that That's we right. put to them in the group. And uh, you might even end up in a caller segment like Annie telling your story on our podcast. That's right. Just search up Housewarming Podcast, request to join. We'll let you in. We're also on Instagram at Housewarming Podcast, and we're on Twitter as well at Housewarming Pot. <laughs> Never forget. One more thing: if you get any time this week, if you haven't get any time listening to this right now, jump on to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. Give us some stars. We need it. Cameron James, mm. thank you so much for thanks for having me coming on the show today. Bless you, bless you. Thank you. Until next time. Peace. Finally, big thanks to our hardworking producer, Jess Smalley. She mixed, mastered, and produced this episode. And a massive thank you to our boy, Paolo, for helping us out with the theme music. There's another verse. I've known you both for a little while. I think you're both funny and I like your style. I worked with Marty at SBS and I've smoked weed with Nat. I must confess. (laughs) I also think I've smoked weed with Marty at the SBS mid-year all-star party. (laughs) But we're clean and sober now and we hope it'll last. And I wish you both success with your housewarming party.